They're all saving one, or most of them, most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth, and he gets the run away through the onside, and Somerset have won. They've won the Royal London One Day Cup. Hello there, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd. Joining me this evening, I've got Harry Everett and the voice of cricket on BBC Radio Somerset, Anthony Gibson. Uh, first game of the county championship season is done and dusted. Uh, Somerset hung on for a draw on Sunday afternoon, finishing on 180 for six. Uh, Tom Lamanby anchoring that... Uh, uh, that rear guard action with a very, very fine 66 not out. Craig Overton was at the other end unbeaten on 29. Uh, just quickly run through the match for you. Somerset won the toss, batted first. Uh, Stand-in captain Lewis Gregory uh, opting to bat first uh, for Somerset. Then Cameron Bancroft and Tom Kohler-Cadmore looked uh, reasonably good on their debuts for the club. Uh, but they were in a bit of trouble at 137 for 6 before pretty good partnership between uh, well, an excellent partnership between uh, standing captain Lewis Gregory and the man who is definitely going to score our first class 100 this season, Josh Davey got him up to 284 in reply Warwickshire 392 all out uh, Alex Davis made 118 Sam Hayne went one better with 119 uh, Michael Burgess chipping in with 46 and left Somerset with a couple of tricky sessions to bat, it looked a little bit squeaky bum time at 2 for 2 with Dixon and Bancroft back in the hutch without scoring a run between them. But in Lamanby, we trust. Gibbo, you've probably, you've, I would imagine you've seen every single ball of Tom Lamanby's uh, first class career. Where does that rate uh, amongst his innings so far? I think it rates close to the century that he scored at Worcester back in 2020 when all were falling all around him. He carried his yeah. bat that day and he batted really slowly for the for the first 50 and then accelerated away for the second 50. He didn't have the chance to do that yesterday, but I thought he batted very sensibly. And even though, you know, it's against his, his nature, he's, he's naturally an attacking player, but he does manage to rein that in. He really enjoys hitting it, hitting the big shots, but he's equally um, very good at, at leaving the ball outside the off stump. Getting, he gets in a really good stride when he plays a defensive shot. And he's a really nice lad as well. And I was very, very pleased for him. I think he's grown a bit as well over the winter. He's yes. A couple of inches. <laughs> yeah, probably helps. Gibbo's Wi-Fi's just dropped out briefly, Harry. So do you want to jump in there and wax lyrical about uh, about Lammers? Yeah, he did well. Yeah, we won't start on the others in the, the other top order collapsing. But <laughs> again, yeah. But... Um, yeah, he batted very well. He dug in there. Mark Robinson was a bit fuming about an LBW shout. He mentioned that a couple of times in his oh, post-match interview. <laughs> yeah. But no, he did his job. He dug in there. And that's what you need. Because there's talk about Mead or Davies or someone coming in for his spot. But Sean Dixon, you thought, was the, was the dead cert opener, actually. Was surpassed in both innings by Tom Lamaby. So no, fair, fair play to him. And great to have a young local lad doing well. Yeah, I, I was only able to watch the live stream on Sunday afternoon, but he looked he looked comfortable. And I mean, by that he's saying we we know what a player he can be. Ninety odd off thirty balls in that T Twenty against Gloucester. We know he's got oh, he's got all the shots in the book. He can hit three sixty, landing on his backside, you know, sweeping it over the keeper's head. But he just looked composed. He looked he didn't look flustered. I think I agree with you, Gabby. Very much did remind me of that innings he played against uh, against Worcester two or three years ago. And I think he's growing into that role now. And I don't think his place was ever in doubt. Um, I no, I don't think it should have been there. Uh, I'm, I've, I think he's nailed on to open with uh, Sean Dixon as long as Sean Dixon starts to get some runs. Um, and I'm not sure who they. Well, I suppose in the next three games they could put Cameron Bancroft up to to open, which would be a, uh, an option. But. Um, the, uh, the other um, batsman I was impressed with was Tom Kohler-Cadmore. Yes. Both by the, by the the way he approached his in, innings in the first mm. innings, when he wasn't going to be dictated to by the bowlers. He was going, you know, he was going to take them on, treat every ball on on its merits, and try and assert himself. 
against some good bowling from from Warwickshire. And um, talking to him afterwards as well, I was in, I was impressed with his sort of single mindedness mm. and his his self confidence, not in a not in a arrogant way at all, but but you know he he struck me as as someone who's got real presence about him. Uh, as a as a personality and, and as a batsman, I think he's a very good good signing. Um, Bancroft, you know, in the first innings he looked quite composed. He batted quite nicely. He was lucky to get away with an LBW decision, um, um, which was very very close. It was very <laughs> quite hard to see why it wasn't wasn't given. A bit like the one that Tom Lamberby um, survived. But um, I, I think the the top order problems. I don't think. They are permanent. I think I, I, top order looks a lot more solid than it did last Agreed. season. I'm much more worried about the bowling attack. Yeah, much we, more. We can't really. Sit, agree we cannot yeah. sit here and bemoan a Somerset batting collapse. Then for when last week we're all sat here saying that all the all the business that. Uh, that uh, Harry and Kerr have done over the winter with the signings of, of Dixon, uh, Bancroft, and Cole Cadmore to then revert to type and and start moaning about Somerset batting collapses would be uh, a little bit trite. I think we probably wouldn't get away with that. So, having said that, they've done this. Uh, you know, they've done all the good business over the winter. We now have to give these players time to uh, to get themselves going. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you about about TKC Gibbo. Harry, they kind of call it owning your space, don't they? And he and he really looked like he that's what he was doing in, in the first dig. Yeah, I think it's his first ball. He just thumped down to the Gimlet's Hill area, sort of covered drive for the front foot. He back foot punched well, looked positive, used his feet. We know how he's going to play. He did get out with hard hands. You know, he probably should have been playing softer hands, sort of try and take those runs in the gully region that Alex Davies particularly did so well, but we know he's going to play it and, and he's given licence to. Part of me thought he could bat five rather than four, the way that the, the top three, if they don't do their job, then he almost comes in too early. But if they do do their job, then you you want him coming in. So you can't really win on that. Him and George Bartlett are both stroke makers are going to play their shot. So it doesn't really make that much difference in the middle order. Yeah, and uh, the match, really, you could say it was... Not saved on the Sunday afternoon, but rather on the on the Friday afternoon with that partnership between uh, Lewis Gregory and Josh Davey. We know what Lewis can do. I think. I, think, no, I thought you were going to say it was saved, saved on Thursday, Thursday morning. I'm trying to get my days. Friday morning, yeah, Thursday was a washout. Friday was Good Friday. That was the day I was there. Uh, Started late at twelve on the Friday as well. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I thought Lewis Gregory batted as well as I've ever seen him actually on on Friday evening. He he hardly put a well, he didn't put a foot wrong in that innings. He was batting with a tail and um, he brought the best out of Josh Davy. And I thought Josh Davy batted very well too. You know he he uh, he's he's a bit like Lewis Gregory. You know they 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 both look look the part and then they'll play a really stupid shot, <laughs> but he didn't. Neither of them did. And and. They rescued Somerset from what would have been a very dodgy position. Bowlers bailing out the batsman again, as a lot of people yeah. pointed out on 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 Twitter. But um, yeah, even Jack just... Leach getting a few as well. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Seven not out for Jack Leach. Yeah, hundred and thirty-five. Yeah. It was for the eighth wicket between uh, Josh Davy yeah. and uh, and Lewis Gregory, and good value for it too. Um, what do we make about the bowling then? I. I thought they looked a bit rusty, a little bit undercooked, and a little bit wayward in on the in the first. But they did pick it up a little bit with that second new ball. But yeah. they bowled better after tea on whatever whichever day it was Saturday. Um, but Jason Kerr, when I spoke to him after uh, at close of play on Saturday, admitted they they looked rusty. Uh, Andy Hurry took exception to my description <laughs> of the bowling as <laughs> lacklustre. <laughs> Actually, lacklustre is another is another way of saying rusty. <laughs> you know, well, that's true. Yeah, synonym. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, did he take it, any? Le- did they take any learnings from it, Gibbo? Because that's the important thing. 
Well, Jason Kerr is always taking learnings from everything. <laughs> One thing he doesn't take learnings of is the difference between a dragon and a wyvern. Oh, but... we won't start that again. <laughs> that, that... Well, they might take learnings from bowling George Bartlett. I was that thinking. cropped up several times. Wasn't, wasn't that a terrible shot? Oh, yeah. but, no, sorry, George Bartlett. Yeah, I right, hey, we're still talking about the bowling, yeah. Gibbo. We, we, yeah, yeah, we yeah. yeah. I could have George Bartlett's bowling. By George Bartlett. Was, oh, we are the bowling. Well, he's not even an occasional bowler. And he ser- he oh, served up a diet of long hops. <laughs> I mean, it was just and, and it was it was the last thing the Warwickshire batsman expected, Gibber. That, that's why they did it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they couldn't believe their luck. But it was after forty-six overs. If it's after 100, 120, 180 overs in the field, I can't yeah, get that yeah. a bit more. It was the yeah. first day in an hour were rained off. The bowlers weren't that knackered. They hadn't been in the field for that long. It's not a rock hard flat pitch in June. Like yes. the Keaton Jennings 300 at Southport, where fair enough, you would try your bowls. You know, Rory Burns bowling at Old Trafford on day four is understandable. You know, the game's been running to a draw, you try something different. But after 46 overs to give George Bartlett two overs, when Gregory's barely bowled more than 10, Davy Overton sort of hadn't bowled that many in its first game of the season. They weren't tired from pre season because they barely bowled. So, yeah, that really, really surprised me. And he bowled two overs for 13. Well, at least the only bowl two overs. I have got written down here on my sort of quasi agenda: calm down, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Because all last season, <laughs> I'm guilty of this. You're you're guilty of this, Gibbo. Literally everybody who tweets hashtag We Are Somerset on Twitter is guilty of this. Tom Lammerby wasn't bowling because he was injured. Yes, yeah. or, well, <laughs> well, because he had his ankle injury. Well, okay, no, not not maybe uh, injured, but not, not fit to bowl. Well, yeah, they actually said it wasn't his ankle in the end. No, no, it was his back. back. Yeah, but we, we, right. yeah, way around, his ankle he's it. recovered from. Yeah, but, so yeah. Lammers was a twinge. Yeah, so he wasn't bowling because he wasn't fit to bowl last season. He didn't bowl on Thursday. No, he wasn't fit to bowl last season because yeah. he had an ankle, ankle problem. Yeah. He's had the ankle seen to during the winter. Yeah, with and an then he bowled a bit. A bowl in a bit the pre-season, he got a twinge in his back. Yeah, so that's what He'll be fine for Thursday, I reckon. But I always... But go back to my original point... If he's not, if he's, if George Bartlett's bowling ahead of Tom Lammerby, it's probably because Lammers isn't fit to bowl. So, um, yeah, we all need to hold yeah. our hands up and just maybe get they, a bit. But as Harris just said, they didn't need to bowl George Bartlett anyway. Well, yeah, that's yes. true. I mean, who else could they? They've got five bowlers for goodness' sake. Dixon, Bing, Dixon, Bancroft, TKC. Do they bowl? If they and if they really well, want another bowler, then should they have played? Goldsworth instead of George Bartlett. If they if they really uh-huh. don't think Gregory can bowl enough, if they don't think Davy Overton said Leach and Gregory can get enough overs, and then should they have played Goldsworthy for for a bowling option, genuine bowling option, yeah. without Abel, of course. I don't think he's taken the first class wicket yet, though, is he? There's Goldsworthy. No, I'm no, surprised. I, I think I think one. he has a potential. He's, to, bowled t- he's bowled tidily enough, though. He's. I mean, I take your point, Harry. That he's a he's a better bet with a ball than than George. George Bartlett. He's only ever going to be. I think from watching him bowl unless he's you know got a, a hell of a lot better over the winter he looks very much a containing bowler rather than a, a run through a side bowler um, yeah bowling figures then so Josh Davey 2 for 86 at a very un-Josh Davey like 4.52 runs per mm. over also Craigo bowling uh, happy birthday Craigo today and Jamie as well I suppose we should uh, yeah. say happy birthday uh, none for 66 from 25 Craigo not taking a win yeah uh, how often does that happen that's pretty rare, isn't it? Yeah. Craig uh, going to bowl that many overs and not take a wicket. Uh, two for 47, Peter Siddle. Four for 119 for Jack Leach. Uh, and then two for 59 for Lewis Gregory. So, fairly expensive. Um, well, they all, looked, they all looked a bit rusty. You know, they were bowling both sides. Inconsistent lengths. You know, it, it was... The, the Warwickshire bowlers. I mean, it's not a fan. It's not a great attack. The Warwickshire one, but they kept a very consistent line on or just outside the off stump. There's very little going down the leg side. So, and they were challenging the batsman. You know, if you want to have a go at me, then have a go at me. But yeah. if you do, you're taking a risk. And and one or two of them. Yeah, I mean, when I got there, I, th- I thought we we'd be in for a massive run fest just looking at the size of the boundaries because uh, you know, there was a huge tarpaulins about the Colin Atkinson Pavilion or germination yeah. sheets or whatever they were boundary <laughs> was in 10 yards at the Marcus Descothic Pavilion and so it was I thought we would see uh, proper basball there but uh, not to be pitch was a bit it was a very slow it's very slow pitch yeah I mean slow it's pitch. April I mean it wasn't it wasn't a would you rather have had that or a, a big old green seam I suppose 
you can look at it either oh, way. You expect but... it to, to be more of a green team. Right? Well, I think it was flatter than you'd expect for April. Yeah, well, we, it looked flat when they were betting. It didn't look quite so yeah. flat when we were betting. <laughs> no. so. yeah. Not, comes into not it. as much grass on it as there usually is as well, which normally, you know, it's if it if it does seem around for Taunton and it's a bit grassy, it normally only does it for a couple of sessions anyway, and then it kind of reverts to type and flattens out. But I don't know. Do we need to be getting a bit more spice in, in the in the pitches now? There's only five points for a draw. Yes, but 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 uh, it's very difficult for Scott Hawkins and his oh, yeah. and his merry because there's so much moisture. Yeah, you cannot expect after all, it to. all the rain we had in in March. Uh, I thought you know under the circumstances it was a pretty good pitch. Yeah, we can. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, we can expect them to obviously get it to be like the whacker for a couple of weeks' time, but for Lancashire. But hopefully the grass will have uh, have grown by the Marcus Scotland Pavilion. Colin Atkinson will have dried out and we'll have a full and splendid county ground uh, for that home game that starts on the 20th of April. Um, Before we finish the bar, I just thought another mention, Somerset bowling eight no balls. I thought that just sort of sums it up, just a bit sloppy really, only one innings, only 100 and, what was it, 100 and, 109 over, something yeah, like that. four no balls they just, But altogether it was, because a couple went for, yeah, four no balls, that's yeah. eight runs, that's, that's just... I mean, just, that doesn't really seem acceptable. We shouldn't be bowling no balls, really. Lewis Gregory is frequently bowls no balls. Mm. I think when he when he goes for his Yorker, when he's trying to pitch it up that little bit extra. But um, and these are the ones that have been picked up as well. I mean, there's plenty that the umpires don't pick up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Two for Lewis, one for Josh, and one for Craig. There was talk about uh, rearranging this match to Edgbaston, but. Um, I forget who said it. Maybe your colleague on uh, on the yeah, radio. Clive. Yeah, yeah, Clive. You said uh, so. If you if you don't know, this is just basically to fill you in that they, um, Somerset did approach Warwickshire about rearranging the game or you know um, changing the venue to Edgbaston for this game. Uh, Warwickshire said yes, but there were a few conditions that it would have to be behind closed doors because they've obviously have not scheduled to get any stewards or catering staff or any of the other, you know. You have a good few dozen staff that you need to put on a championship match and they would not rearrange the uh, September fixture back down to Taunton because that would obviously have denied their members uh, another fixture so uh, Somerset uh, probably made the right choice there and decided to try and get it on at Taunton which it did a day late and uh, shout out to the two umpires Alex Wharf and Rob Bailey and to Steve Davis who was the ECB official for being flexible enough to allow Somerset to adjust the boundaries and all of that mm-hmm. on on Friday to allow the, the game to go on because it yeah. could easily have been if the if the umpires had applied the letter of the law that whole game would have probably have been uh, called off on Friday morning so you know it's good to see two experienced umpires using their common sense and giving you know cricket followers in, in Somerset and Dan from Warwickshire three days of three good days of cricket does this mean we have to take Alex Wharf off the list now for getting the game on? <laughs> I mean, it did look it did look pretty bad. I mean, I was uh, I was worried about someone doing a Simon Jones esque knee injury diving in that yeah. that Sandy um, that Sandy outfield. But I forget who I was chatting to, but we sort of come to the conclusion that if you know it's there, you know, if it's that visible that it's a bit dicey, you're probably not going to put yourself under that. Uh, in that position where you are going to be diving to uh, there were very few shots made down the ground as well because the wicket was so slow yeah. you know they were, they were nudging it and nerdling it or hitting, hitting it through the covers some nice cover drives hit but very the few ball straight, straight, straight the sand, didn't it? Yeah, the ball would yeah. stop in the sand anyway so you wouldn't have to dive too much yeah not particularly yeah. quick right done that done that done that ticking off uh, we, we're going to get through this quick Gabo as per your request I'm ticking them through uh Tom Abel and Tom Banton as well had a little knock uh, for the... Well, they Banton didn't, but uh, Abel did on Friday. Yeah, Friday, I find that odd. And then well, again they, today, they are playing... The same four batters have, have batted. Well, what, Tom Banton's not been given a go. I find that a bit bizarre. It's going to rain tomorrow. It's going to rain Wednesday. And there's, we've got a four-day game started today. The game on Friday, which is that ridiculously strong two-side. And it's Amid Davies, Goldsworth and Abel have all batted twice and poor Banner's not been given a go yet and the next two days could be washed out so it's not really ideal prep to give Banton a chance to push himself back in 
thought it was a bit harsh. Is that is that potentially because he's well? No, there's no way he'd be back. He's got broken finger, isn't he? So there's no way you'd even be trying to rehabilitate yourself from a broken finger by batting. It's it's not like Abe's side strain where you can kind of ease. But why is he in the side it. then? Well, exactly. Why is he yeah, so it, playing? Yeah, so keep him wicked. He's not going to bat. <laughs> he isn't much <laughs> of a bowler. <laughs> No, I don't think he's a better bowler than Bartlett, is he? Yeah, but he chucked out a good over at Chelmsford last year. That was a lovely over at the yeah. off spin. It was a maiden as well, wasn't it? Yeah, but he ought to yeah. be in the Chelmsford. I'm, I'm a Tom Banton fan, and yeah. I'd like to see him, you know, when when um, Bancroft goes back to where it well, goes off to join the Australians, I'd, I'd like to see Banton give, given a chance. I think Goldsworthy deserves a chance as well, you know. But, yeah, agreed. Um, but... If we don't, if we don't give these <coughs> young homegrown cricketers, Tom Banton, half homegrown, uh, a chance, they'll go elsewhere. Yeah, and, and we'll be the poorer for it. And it also, I'm—I said this before. I'm—I'm I'm worried about Somerset going down the Nottinghamshire route of buy, trying to buy success. Oh, I think we're a long way from that, Gibbo. I think we're a long <laughs> oh, way I from know. that. I think you know we're, we've got quite we're losing that sort of West Country core if oh, we're not careful. Well, I don't. Do... Yes, and I read no. it. I'm, I mean, saying it's, I'm not saying it's it's happened yet. I'm saying it's a it's a danger, especially if our good homegrown young players go off elsewhere. Which which you know you couldn't blame Tom Banton for going to join uh, Warwickshire or Lewis Goldsworthy to go wherever he could or, or George Bartlett. You know they they all three all three of them are more than good enough to to play in the first division and if they don't play in the first division well you know there's some good opportunities in the second I division they, they have all had opportunities though Gibber. I think, I think you know, we are good we do give these these guys opportunities and I think Banton is probably one who can count himself the unluckiest that you know he came in got a got a hundred when he was at uh, concussion sub against Essex he was promptly dropped and that was that was last July and he hasn't played since which is a little bit uh be a little bit annoyed it's tricky, isn't it, getting that, him, but getting that balance between having a strong squad and competition for places. Then you got Andy Mead knocking the door down. Got runs last week. Got another fifty not out today. If he, if he, when they eventually play again, which might not be tomorrow or Wednesday, depending on the weather, if he then gets another hundred, does he come in? Steve Davies has got runs in the preseason. The twos. I mean, Tom Abel's yeah got out to his old teammate Van Meekren today. That's not really going to mean oh, anything, but I bet Paul enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, it's a big old. The celebration was brilliant. Do watch the video <laughs> clip of it. He gave it the big old Alan Shearer celebration. I enjoyed that. On a, two, on a twos game at the Vale. Oh, dear. <laughs> no, good play. I like Paul Van Meekren. Big fan. Yeah, he's another one, too. really, that not home ground. Yeah, lovely yeah, fella. Yeah, but I think, yeah, he's, but he is what he's had chances and, and has gone. I mean, look at, you know, Wally Sale, Eddie Byram. Mm-hmm. These guys have all had chances. Eddie Byram had. Yeah, they're not. All of that, all of that, those are not really good enough for the first division. No, but they have but had the chances, though. what I'm saying, Gibbo. certainly is good. Yeah, you you can only give a guy so many chances. You know, you can yeah, watch him play yeah. three beautiful yeah. cover drives in a twenty, and then he plays a stupid shot, and we you sit there thinking, "Oh, he's good, he's good." But you've given him all these chances, and you know he's not he's not taking them, and, and you have to let him go. Well, if you um, saw if you saw him batting at Chelmsford, you know when he was when he had a little bit of freedom and license to play freely, if you like, yeah. um, uh, that's the way he should play. And uh, if he's if he's if he's given that opportunity, you know, if he if Somerset do eventually sort of pick up on what's been happening with England and encourage their their batsmen yeah. to play positively in the way that Tom Kohler Cadmore mm-hmm. is a, is approaching it, then I think Tom Tom Banton's time may still come, and it would be a great shame to see him go somewhere else, which is you know it's a very real danger. Well, he's he signed on. How long's he contracted for now? Let's have a little look at the. Uh... Fire up my contract spreadsheet. I don't know if contracts mean that much in sport nowadays, though, to run a ship. Like, if money comes in, money talks. Like, even Gibbo's point about knots, I was reading earlier that their annual income was 15.6 million in 2022. That's a lot of money coming out of COVID and people talking about cricket struggling. Like, I know they're a mm. test ground, it's a bit different, but if someone wanted Tom Banton, that uh, money could talk, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. So Banton has got. Uh, what is he? Eighty. Yeah. So yeah, he signed to the end of next year now. So it was a um, two-year extension that he put pen to paper to. 
on your little viral clip, Harry. After after a great deal of toing and froing, if you remember. <laughs> wow, well, I, I think I'm referring you to my earlier point about calm down! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! We Too have got, positive. This is a positive point. Very very inventive imaginations, and we just seem to. Uh, always assume the worst when something's going on and we're not quite privy to uh, to all the facts you know all the conspiracy theories about the you know oh why aren't they playing why aren't they playing well the ground's wet and then you get there think, yeah the ground was wet it's not because you know this that and the other um yeah. and Lamaby's not bowling not because of this that and the other it's because he's got a bit of a back twinge but anyway yeah. um so the club have announced the new t20 shirts plural <laughs> Yeah. We have a bat. <laughs> we have a batting shirt and a bowling shirt. Yeah. Am I underwhelmed? Well, if we it... should say irrelevant of that. The the fifteen hundred donation to Musgrove yeah. is great. Yeah. Yes, yeah, 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 brilliant for the hospital. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So uh, uh, it said on the tweet today that uh, you know they Ben and his lot and Todd and that they get given a budget to do a launch. I mean, last year they did Where's Waller. And they obviously had all those little funny graphics of, of Max Waller done up. So that must be sort of that budget. This year, 1,500 quid has gone to uh, to Musgrove Park Children's Hospital, which is a fantastic gesture by the club. Um, full stop on that. Cost of living crisis. Already releasing three new shirts a season to release a batting shirt and a bowling shirt. I mean, I, I think I know where this has come from. Because I think this may have been in a lot of hard yakka where Simon Hughes is talking about a game he played at Taunton and Peter Roebuck sprinted off the pitch in the middle of an over saying, good God, no wonder we're not taking any wickets, I'm wearing my batting trousers. So maybe <laughs> maybe that's where it's come from, I, I don't know. But um, well, I just thought, why yeah. did they forget? My slight worry is, what, you, know, you only get 10 minutes yeah. between innings in a T20. If you're if you're, I don't know, Banton or Smead, and you're opening the bat and you come off from fielding, you've literally got 10 minutes mm -hmm. to go to the loo, get something to eat, get all your batting kit on, maybe have a couple of throwdowns, walk out to the middle and all be ready inside 10 minutes. That's a lot yeah. to do to leg it and remember to change your top. I mean, I'm wondering if they forget. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I yeah. don't know. I bet it'll happen. I bet it's oh, bound to happen. Yeah. Well, I mean... Will I notice? That's the question. I'm trying to be fair. And if this, if this was Surrey that did this I'll be coming off my long run so I, I need to be fair and I need to be objective and say that this is a really weird and almost well, it's just it's just a yeah. money making venture isn't it yeah, yeah. But I mean why why do you need a batting shirt and a bowling shirt I, I just well because you can sell not twice as many, but you know, more. Yeah, but, I mean, are you gonna? A lot, a lot of young lads will want both the batting shirt and the bowling yeah, shirt. Yeah, they're fifty-five. I still got my Tim Gurnerveld spa-sponsored shirt. Yeah, Harry, <laughs> you, you are never ago. gonna pay for a cricket shirt in your entire life. The stuff that I see you wear, and it's all literally. <laughs> if you're a Devon Oaks player and Harry Everett is hovering around your kit bag towards the end of this season, watch <laughs> out because you'll have a you know. He's got more meaning to it. <laughs> I've got enough cricket shirts for a lifetime. You're right. I don't need any more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, presumably there's got to be a Royal London shirt. Uh, not Royal London. One Day Cup shirt. Oh, oh we sponsor well, there'll it. There'll probably now. be two Royal London shirts. No, it, we sponsor it. No, we're, we're the unofficial sponsors of the, of the uh, One Day Cup. So it's the Always Look on the Bright Side of Life One Day Cup. Uh, are they going to have two shirts for that as well? Because that's got a quick ring to it, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, why have they got a championship batting shirt and bowling shirt? I, I don't know. Do you, does, what does James Rue do? He's a bowler. You got to have a keeping shirt. Yeah, and then is Jack time. Leach going to have a you know his roll off? And Jack Leach are they going to have spin bowler shirts? And yeah, I mean, release it. You know, you got three new shirts coming out of season: the championship shirt, the T Twenty shirt, and the one day shirt. And now you have got a second T Twenty shirt. It's cost of living crisis. I yeah, I think the club may maybe well not maybe they kind of misread the mood on this one. I don't think it's. In my ideal world, you'd have them for two years, like they used to have in the good old days. You, you would have well, they, in the really good old days. It was just a white flannel shirt. Yeah. Well, I think we. Well, I, think, I think we're the best one in the world. Well, I can, I can remember back. that. I can remember that. I don't think we're ever going to get back to that one, but 
I mean, I you know, if, so, if you know, this this sounds like something they do in the IPL, which is the ultimate money grab yeah. cricket uh, extravaganza. So I'm not particularly on board with it. I have to say, I would like them to keep each shirt for two years and just release a new one every year. Release the one day shirt one year and a new T20 shirt the next, and, and just do that. I think you know you get a lot more wear out of it. Let's not forget football shirt. You get. You know, thirty-eight league games plus your cup games, plus Europe, whatever. So you get probably forty, forty-five games worth of wear out of it. One-day cup shirt, you get ten games. T20 shirt, you get what fourteen group games plus a quarter-final plus a finals day. So 40, seventeen games if you're lucky. Anyway, long run has been dealt with on that one. Um, right. We're whipping along now, fellas. Anything more on Warwickshire? Oh, I'll tell you what we need to do is uh, decide for Nottingham. Yeah. Well, oh God, before we finish on Warwickshire, I still, I think I've said it on commentary enough times, I think Warwickshire missed a trick. They should have won that game. Sam Hayne getting 100 off 254 balls. He, I, I'm not a good enough cricketer to begrudge Sam Hayne scoring 100 or criticise him. He's a quality player, but I just think Warwickshire didn't show enough intent. Alex Davies scored quickly. If they showed a bit more intent, they could have won this match. Somerset got away with one, really, with the weather and with, with the batting party. We don't know how long Tom Lambie and Craig Oathen would have batted together if they were chasing 500 or had longer to bat out for. But Warwickshire could have scored a lot more quickly. They missed out on that 400, needing 10 off last over and Hassan Ali wasting the first two balls. And then even with that Sean Dixon drop catch, they got away with it. And I just think Warwickshire have missed out on a few points in this match. Yeah. yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, they lacked ambition, didn't they? You know, mm. yeah. And but I, you know, credit to Lewis Gold's uh, Gregory. It was it was a good last over that he bowled. He was, he, yeah. He put himself on the right and, time, and it was good. I was glad yeah. to see him taking responsibility because yeah. if you remember at, at Bristol oh. back in the in the plague year when yes, he made all sales, all the last over. Yeah. Yeah. When Gloucester needed fourteen, I think, and they got got them got comfortably, and yeah. and Gregory had an over that he could have bowled. So I was I was glad to see him see him do it. But yeah, I I, I honestly think Warwickshire sort of settled for the draw quite early on in the proceedings. You know, settled for the draw and and four batting points, three bowling points. Yeah. Um, and they did. They and I, I, I don't think even I didn't expect Somerset to bat quite so badly in the second innings on a pitch that was doing a bit, but it wasn't that difficult. And f you know, for they us were to bad be, shots, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were. You know, for us to be no one got got out five down for not not very many was was pretty poor. And I don't think Warwickshire were expecting that. Yeah, go back to your point, Harry. So Alex Davis made 118 from 153 balls, and Sam Haynes 119 yeah, took him 269 balls. Well, that's Sam Haynes, isn't it? Well, the trouble is he's a split personality. You know, he, he, I mean, he's been playing for Brisbane Heat in the in the in the big yeah, bash. Yeah, well, that he's one of the best T20 batsmen in, in the country, but he doesn't seem to be able to change gear. In in well, when he did change gear, he went outside the Austin and nicked off, and good catch by James Rue as well. Yeah, very good. It, was, it wasn't a flawless performance behind the stumps, but you know, wasn't as good as Steve Davis would have been. And James you know, was going to need to score yeah. some runs to keep Steve Davis at bay if Steve keeps scoring runs for the seconds, because Davis yeah. is still a better wicketkeeper than James Rue. Probably a bit more expectation on young James Rue's shoulders coming into this yeah. season than there would have been last season. Yeah, it was a bit of an mm. unknown quantity coming in towards the middle of last year and now he's you know he's he's the next big thing I mean, to he, coin a phrase I mean we all know how good a player he, he, he got played. out to he got out to two poor shots well he first first I was he was unlucky for the second one where he under edged that nah, poor shot he shouldn't. I mean he should have hit it for four well okay but he was unlucky and he got he was, well, I was saying he was unlucky but the first one yeah he should have got four to that one he just got Stuck on the crease and uh, went between bat and pad. But he has. We did see. I, I'm not worried about James Rue. He's, he's grown up. He's really has matured over, over the winter. His time yeah. in Australia and, and uh, his time will will come. He's got all, all the all the basics, the essentials are yeah. there. 
I just do wonder, would he stand up more? I was really impressed with Michael Burgess standing up to yeah, Rushworth and Barnard, and that yeah. stopped Caleb Cadmore running down the track. It stopped a big lunge being come out. Could Rue stand yeah. up to Gregory and Davey? Probably not Overton, but a bit more. Well, he did stand up to Gregory. He was bowling sort of yeah. medium pace, wouldn't he? Then he tried bowling some short stuff, Gregory, which slightly surprised me. I don't think he's quite quick enough for that anymore. And then they tried bowling short stuff at him, and Gregory put it away with a bat, so... There was some odd bowling throughout the match, I thought, at times. Yeah, well, I think the word's gone out uh, uh, gone out around the counties about Tom Lamanby's susceptibility to short ball on leg stump. But he actually played, played it well. well. Week, yeah. He did play it well, yeah. I agree. You know, he, did, he didn't try and hit it too hard, just controlled pull shots. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just taking the one, really. They had deep square leg, deep fine leg, often in front yeah, of the Somerset yeah, yeah. stand. Yeah. Control for one. So, so I've we, seen him caught. Caught down at long leg or caught, caught behind, nicking off down the leg side, you know, more often than he should have done. And I think he's recognised that's a weakness and uh, is addressing it, which is great. So are we come uh, we keeping the same side for knots? Able coming in. I've, I've got a feeling there'll be a bowling change as well. Because Jack Brooks, at five o'clock, Jack Brooks was on commentary with me saying he's playing second team today. And if you look at the scorecard today, there's no Jack Brooks in the 11. So I reckon one of. I'm guessing one of Davy Brooks, or so I don't know this, is maybe a little bit injured, or even Gregory himself, maybe not quite right for Thursday because it's a bit would, odd. I wouldn't to have a four-day game in the second eleven scorecards because they said about fifteen down and they back with they want and they bowled with they want. So maybe Brooks was just off that eleven. I don't know, but it would it would surprise me. We have got a lot of capable bowlers who are who are not in that first team on uh, on last week. Because Brooks, he, might, he was a bit unlucky to miss out, wouldn't he? He could easily rotate. He might come in for Josh Davey, I would thought. Yeah. yeah, but then would you think that, get... that Josh Davey's now better for the run and you'd see a different Josh Davey le- next week? I mean, they can't they can't be knackered, can they? They bowled one innings, you know, they had the warm-up game against Gloucester that was cancelled. You know, they they, sh- they shouldn't be around. knackered, you can't, but you can't, unless it's an ageing bowling line yeah, unless he's got a little twinge or or something, then yeah, you you would after that. But I can't I can't see them dropping Gregory because of his batting. No, I can't. They certainly Gregory. won't drop Craig Overton, and they won't drop Peter Siddle. You know, overseas couldn't. I don't know how much they're paying him. So the only the only one they might drop, I think, is is Josh Davey, well, which is harsh after his batting, but he's in the team as a bowler. Isn't I, he? Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be changing it. Well, I'm not saying they're going yeah. to, but. If Jack Brooks is going to come into the side, and maybe he deserves his chance, I mean he's fit and firing, and and you know really up for it, then Josh Davy would be the one to. And I don't think it seems as a I don't think that. Yeah. I don't think that will happen. I think the only change is is Abel for Bartlett. Abel for Bartlett, yeah. Um, do we? Is he a hundred percent fit? Because side strains are a, are a funny thing, and there's a world of difference between having a little run out for the seconds at the veil and being able to come off whenever you like. Then. Capped it in and thrown yourself like around. Three more days. Slip and cover in a in a four day game. Well, Would, I don't I don't know, but the, what I've heard suggests he will play. But that may yeah, not I, he's looked he's looked to answer too. So I, I think they'll give it a couple more days. They don't need to decide till Wednesday night, really. Well, yeah, well, yeah, they don't really even need to decide till Apus ten on on Thursday morning, do they? I mean, I know they they obviously wouldn't, but yeah, so. Uh, able for Bartlett. I mean, you've got oh, you could yeah. So you've got if a, not able, then I think Goldsworthy deserves his chance. Yeah, but then who bats four? Bartlett is does Bancroft bat four? An Australian Test opener overseas coming back four seems harsh. But Able would come in at three. You'd have thought. You're not going to touch Lamb and being Dixon yet. That's a good you know, good problem to have, really. I guess yeah, Bancroft yeah, would have, have to go down. Able- Moved himself about when uh, two years. It was captain, ago, wasn't it? Uh, it was in September. He went down. Yeah. Five, it, when we had Azar Ali back, I don't think Azar yeah. Ali wanted to open, so Abel went and opened. Uh, put, I think uh, against Lancashire, I think, or maybe it was Yorkshire at Scarborough. I can't remember. But yeah, and he didn't score a run, and he and he opened to accommodate Yorkshire. Yeah, so and he opened to accommodate uh, Azarali wanting to bat at three, and I don't think he'll be doing that again after scoring, you know, fifteen hundred runs or whatever it was last season. Great pity he hasn't persevered. It's a great pity he hasn't persevered as an opener, though. He might have played for England by now if he had. Oh, potentially. I mean, yeah, but one, two, and three are still open for him. So I don't think the England doors closed on Tom Mowbray yet by any means. But the vacancy is vacancy is 
opening bat. Yeah, and I think I think Abel will bat three come what may. I think he'll just say to Bancroft, "Sorry, I'm Somerset's captain. I'm I scored all these runs at three. You can bat at four, or maybe they can always put, they can always put Bancroft up to open and move Lamanby down. I don't think they. I think they would have done if La, if Lamby hadn't got sixty six not out. Maybe, but I think after Lamby sixty six, I don't think they want to change Lamby yeah. plus the left right hand's probably a, a nice thing yeah. to have as an open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we're going to finish off just a quick run through of the Division One table. Then Essex uh, they beat Middlesex are top on twenty points. Hampshire beat Knotts they're on nineteen. Uh, Kent beat North Ants they are third on 19 then draws for Surrey, Warwickshire, Lancashire and Somerset who sit on 12, 11, 9 and 9 points respectively and their Middlesex, North Ants and Knotts are all uh, in 8th, 9th and 10th on 3 points each Can we have quick 2 minutes and, and laugh at Yorkshire because they seem to be the kind of imploding clowns car of county cricket at the moment uh uh, Leicestershire well fair play to Leicestershire uh, chasing was it 390 odd uh, one by three wickets that's yeah. why we love county cricket right then listeners questions got to pick one up from uh, Jacob Lund last week that we missed out on uh, what improvements would you make to the county ground new stands new media sort of centre new media centre how did I know that was coming <laughs> proper media centre you know on top of the Botham stand preferably yeah, that's in uh, that's with, in the pipeline. With four or five commentary boxes and a proper press box. They should have they should have done it when they built the Triscothic stand, but it was you know. I still think well, well, they could extend that media uh, the media centre along a couple. They got room for another couple of boxes along there on the top of the Thatcher's Terrace, but uh, yeah, they, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think they have, uh, and I don't think they will because yeah, anyway, yeah. Yeah, 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 commentary cabin is not fit for purpose. No, well, we know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that's Gibbo's one. Uh, Harry, I suppose they could. Yeah, they could. Well, the, the drainage I would come to the the old Roman road, the hardcore that's yeah. underground in front of the Coinacus and Pavilion. If they could get rid of that quicker and have a proper excavation job and help the drainage there, and then yeah, it's a bit late now, really. But Gibbo talking about the media centre. Think about the we were talking on comms about the um the shade from the Triscoe Pavilion, which sounds a ridiculous thing to say, but yeah. it doesn't get the sun to help the grass grow. So that was Too where the problem with all the sand came in. So you're, you're it's a bit late for that, yeah. Your solution is to demolish the uh the Pavilion, okay? <laughs> Harry Everett wants to dishonor the uh the legacy of Somerset's possible greatest ever player by taking a wrecking ball to his multi million pound pavilion. Yeah. Just have a bit of glass yeah. in it so the sun can come through. Or drill some holes. They do. They need to dig up all of the all of the outfield in front of the Colonel. They've put cameras down the drains and everything, and they can't find anything wrong with the drains. And it's just it's just compaction. And the only thing you've got that you can do with compaction is, is dig it all up and and relay it. That'd a, be all right. We could have a ground force day. Bring a bring a spade on uh, October the third and uh, and dig it all up. Yeah, I think uh, JCB more useful. Oh, that's probably yeah, higher JCB. Uh, mine. Uh, there is that whacking great space between the Colin Atkinson Pavilion and the Andy Caddick Pavilion that uh, they whack the Trade Nation stand in for the for the T20s. Could build a stand in there. Could put no. something in between. No, I like it. I, 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 yeah, that's what I said. You could, but I wouldn't. And you could equally put something in between the. Uh, uh, where the shop is and the uh, the side of the Marcus Triscothic Pavilion, where they got put the covers and that, where the uh, where Gibbo's commentary cabin is. But then I think, <laughs> we, I think we all yeah. agree with demolishing your commentary cabin, Gibbo. Is uh, that's yeah, uh, that's hundred yeah, percent yeah. across the three of us. But then, would you have the same issue with a bit more shade and a bit less grass growth? So, who knows? I mean, maybe they could like hang a mirror. If you put a giant mirror on the Botham <laughs> stand that kind of reflected the sun, back yeah, down that's to, a better idea. Oh, that would work, yeah. Instead yeah. of that tatty old sheet that they use as a sight screen, because yeah, they just have a sight screen mirror. Yeah, if, you had it, like, if you had it sort of white one side, and then like with uh, aluminium foil on the other side, I think that would work. <laughs> Designer Ian Shepherd, get yeah, on. Absolutely. Uh, right, what have we got here? Uh, Grumpy Get. Watch Andy Hurry post-match interview with Mr. G. Terse would be understatement. Hurry didn't like being questioned. He should apologise for arrogance. He's not above reproach. Grumpy Git living up to his name there. I'm uh, not sure if that was a question or a statement. Uh, Didn't uh, strike me. As, it, was, it was a perfectly amicable interview. Oh, we just know. like stirring things up, Kippo. 
Well, he just took exception to the to the word lacklustre. And you describe. take exception to his word learnings, Gibbo. So it's one all now. So no, I didn't. I don't. <laughs> he did. He wasn't him who said learnings. I think it was Jason. But um, no. Uh, right. Uh, oh, I think Grumpy Gets gone on for a bit of a long run here. I'm going to. Uh, Grumpy uh, Gets. Uh, Grumpy Gets. Uh, I think Grumpy Gets broken Twitter with all these left arm seamers. Well, we know why left arm seamer. Why no young guns? Oh, sorry. Why no bowling selection the right one? Probably yes. Um, I think if we put Sonny Baker or Ned Leonard or Casey Aldridge or Alfie Osborne in ahead of any of those bowlers, we'd all be uh, off on long runs on that one. Why are we sticking with Bartlett, who is talented but temperament is a question? Uh, well, yeah. anyway, I think you've uh, you've <laughs> you've probably done too many grumpy. Get a bit a bit more succinct next week. Give us some bullet points. Uh, Jacob Lunn. Uh, his thoughts are it's not our best performance but I like the fight in the last day the batting obviously wasn't good enough I think there's so much to build on and I think we could be a great batter you do as I believe from watching we have a great balance in attack and defensive batters uh, bowlers miss line and lengths a bit but they are a bit rusty I think we need another dimension like Casey Aldridge it's all the same but I like the batting I think we can really really improve um, point he makes here uh, Tom Abel's energy in, as uh, as captain do you think Lewis Gregory got as much out of the boys as Tom Abel does with his um, almost relentless clapping and uh, um, I encouragement. Don't. They, were, they were very quiet in the field, Somerset. They were just the occasional sort of shout, shout out, and and they they looked very flat on the second day on on first session, and then the second session. They were better after tea, but they they do miss Tom, who is yeah. you know he's an inspirational captain which is one of the things i think he's, he'll come back for um for trent bridge even yeah. if he's not 100 percent, if he's 95 percent, he'll come back because he does lift the whole side and, there are, and that's, that's not that's not to say anything against Lewis. i was, I was just going to say there are different he's styles very of captain, captain, aren't they yeah there are different yeah. you mean but, mike brayley wouldn't wouldn't be you know as as vocal and uh you know as it as, no he uh, wouldn't there's different styles but somerset do respond to Tom Abel's energy and dynamism and, and, you know, rushing around in the field and making impossible stops and taking brilliant catches and, and, and all the rest of it. He's a really inspirational leader and, and we miss him when he's not playing, when he's not captain. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder if Tom might have put a third man in place for, especially when Alex Davies was batting. That's, uh, I shouldn't criticise Lewis Gregory's field placing, but I think Tom might have been a bit more sensible covering the ridiculous wagon wheel area. What I did point. like about Lewis Gregory was in putting five slips in for yes. uh, Craig Overton. I thought that was, you know, that, that was that was quite a statement of intent. Trouble is, the pitch didn't really justify it, but it was it good. Was it was good to see. Pretty slow. And he put some mid-wicket, mid wickets and catching covers. I like them. I thought that was really good yeah, attacking captaincy. Yeah, yeah. I, li I liked his field placings. Yeah. Uh, Matt Hutchinson, if Tom Abel is. Oh, you've written a word that Fyand, F-I-N-D, found available. Maybe if, well, anyway, if Tom Abel's available to play, we've done that. Yeah, we've done that. Who drops out? Yeah, we think it's probably Bartlett. Uh, Lord Lupin, I don't like cricket. I love it. Uh, ground drainage issues or Noah type rainfall? I think it's both. Uh, top order fragility or was it really good bowling? Well, I think we have to give this top order a few games uh, before we yeah. can pass judgment on them. Uh, he's given Jack Leach a tick. How do you rate the other bowlers? Yeah, I've done that. I think they. I didn't think Jack actually bowled particularly well. He 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 bowled too many, uh, you know, uh, short balls, um, leg stump balls, you know, and and he resorted to bowling outside leg stump and was being padded away. You know, I just I, I think he was you know he was a bit rusty, frankly, and he'd be a better bowler for for. The, the experience, yeah. I think Jason Kerr, Jason Kerr also said he didn't think Jack was quite at his best. Yeah, they'll so all be they'll all be better for the run, I think. Yeah. Um, Alex Simpson, how many more chances does Bartlett get before he gets Byramed? I don't think getting Byramed. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, before he gets Byramed, um, I think he will get more chances. I think he just needs to um, show what the. Uh, the higher ups want from it, which is just a bit more consistency and and a bit less getting out of silly shots. Mm. Uh, Trigo was expressing real frustration on the commentary about his dismissal in the second innings. Yeah, he was uh, 
talking about how sort of his head fell over and he would just seem to be a little bit enthusiastic. Uh, on a positive note, how refreshing was that Lamb and B knock? He's had his ups and downs, but can graph key runs? Yes, Alex, yeah. definitely can. Uh, Dan, who's uh, not here tonight, uh, Dan Kingdom. Uh, quick, uh, can we have a quick mention for Somerset women who start their T20 campaign with a double header against Devon at Heathcote CC on Sunday? I think we just have. Um, yeah, 11 o'clock, get down to night say. It's 11 o'clock and 3 o'clock, the two games. Devon Cricket Board is the team they're playing against. Yeah, uh, Somerset yeah, under new management this uh, this year. Sophie Love stood down a month or so ago. Uh, who's the new Somerset women's captain? I know Close. the name. Is it Neve Holland? Harry will look it up and, and let us know. Oh, I, I knew this. Uh, John Hayes, pre-season, notwithstanding whether in excuses, was it good enough? Are we playing catch-up? Abu Dhabi holidays are not working. Um, I mean, they were away for... What, how long were they in Abu Dhabi for? A fortnight. A fortnight. So they've played... Essex. Three days cricket was that? They had a two day against Essex and then a double headed T twenty, is that right? Yeah, something like that. Emily Edgecombe yeah. is em a name Emily that Edgecombe. escaped us. That's it. Emily Edgecombe. Apologies, Neve Holland, for uh, press ganging you into the leadership of uh, the Somerset women's team. And uh, yeah, so uh, pop down a night says on Sunday. Uh, it's probably still going to be raining. I think it's going to rain for the next four days wet. of yeah. nights. Um, but yeah, going back to the Abu Dhabi thing, I mean, yeah, three days cricket in, in two weeks, obviously they're netted and having a bit of a, uh, you know... A, a, you paddle have, matches. Yeah, you have, to have, you have to have days off. You can't net for 14 days solid. So I, I, I'm... Without seeing a detailed itinerary of what they got up to in Abu Dhabi, I can't really pass judgment. But I would assume that if they're taking... I mean, how many is it, what? 20 on the playing staff plus support staff so you're taking the best part of 30 people to Abu Dhabi on the club shilling uh, if I was Gordon Hollins I would be wanting to make sure that they're getting value for money and not having a you know not having a a, a fortnight's club 1830 at the uh, at the club's expense so I, I assume that uh, everything is uh, above board in Abu Dhabi and the, the guys are working hard and uh, while they're on that pre-season trip well it's character bit team building bonding in it like England team go and play golf for a week in the <laughs> yeah, South Island yeah. New Zealand before they play their two test matches I don't think we can be too petty and analyse exactly what they do on their pre-season um, holiday training I was down at the county ground several times uh, in pre-season and bumped into various players and I was very impressed with the sort of upbeat feel and team spirit yeah. and everybody everybody really geared up and looking forward to the season so I, I'm not going to criticise Abu Dhabi. I think the, the problem was all the all the rain that that caused yeah. our, you know, home, exactly. home warm up games to be cancelled. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they play. Well, they didn't even get. Uh, did they get a full game in? If you see what I mean, because they uh, obviously they played no. like thirty overs. Against, no, they didn't. No, yeah. no chance. No. No. Yeah, they played thirty overs of that the uni game, uh, Cardiff uni game. Yeah, didn't get anyone near the full game against Glamorgan, and then obviously the Gloucester one was a, a complete washout. Uh, Ian Scobble, do you think the management are at fault for not improving our bowling attack? Look, toothless last season without Craig, and nothing has been done to bring in better strike bowlers apart from Matt Henry. I put that apart from Matt Henry, but bit in myself. Uh, Leach took most wickets in first innings, and he'll be claimed for most of the season, presumably by England. I think our bowling attack is fine. I think the addition no. of Matt Henry is a good one. I think we've got young bowlers yeah. waiting in the wings. Um, yeah. I think who who could we realistically bring in to improve our bowling? I don't think they needed to. We've got a big enough squad. I think we might bring in someone for the T Twenty. We might bring in a specialist spinner. Um, That's what I said last Matt, time. Yeah, yeah. Matt Henry and Pete Siddle are, are pretty good additions. I don't think we need to. Do you think Pete? Yeah, it's not all about bringing players. Pete Siddle still got it. He's not as good as he used to be. There's no denying that. He, he's getting a bit long in the tooth, but I think. There's a time and a place. I think on a normal April wicket, he'd probably been better. But surprisingly yeah. flat. It's not quite as green tins it normally be. Didn't quite suit Pete all really. Essex, him, Cook, Porter, you know, sort of clean up on that kind of wicket. It will not surprise you. I just you. Hope, and, hope and pray that Craig Overton stays fit, because if he doesn't, we're in, we're in trouble. It's very hard to see an attack, Somerset attack, minus Craig Overton. 
taking 20 wickets. It would not against. surprise you that Peter Siddle had the best economy rate of all the Somerset bowlers, uh, two for 47 in 20 overs. So yeah, but it's the difference between economy and taking wickets. Well, that's true. But if you can, uh, but Peter Siddle, at the stage in his career now, I would, I reckon, is the type of bowler who could deliver you that most games, most innings. Let's I, don't, so. I yeah. don't think he's the type Keep of bowler who's got to you know run through a side on a Stuart Broad esque hot streak and and pick you up eight for twenty in next to no time. But I think he is now that two for forty five off off twenty type bowler, and he will reliably and consistently deliver that whenever he plays fitness permitting he's not going mm. to be a, a tear away he's got to run through a side so I think Somerset knew what they were were getting when they signed him and that's what he's delivered so far so it, I think it's pretty unrealistic to expect him to you know run through sides that's what he's going to do uh, Dan clarifies that the uh, women's T20 is eight groups seven of four one of seven top four in each group qualifies for their group's finals day so nearly every team is guaranteed to qualify for their finals day unfortunately no national finals day Chris Payne, I expect Gregory to be the fifth bowler at least. There's a lot of these today. We'll get him for, get him for him. I expect Gregory to be the fifth bowler at best. Question is, does he merit his place on batting alone? That would be the Lewis Gregory that top scored and put on an excellent partnership with Josh Davey. Uh, so I, I'm going to say, if Abel's fit and Lamanby's fit to bowl, I think you can quite happily have Lewis Gregory at seven, bowling maybe 10 yep. overs a day. Agreed. Just about. Uh, and Chris goes on. What's the biggest concern for the rest of the season? Batting, bowling, or outfield? I think it's the bowling. So do I. I think so we I. have got the squad, but it's almost. We talked about like the likes of Bartlett and Banton and Goldsworthy all vying for a place. They're all very, at very similar levels of ability. And then you've kind of got Abel, who's who's at the next level. The bowlers, I think, it's so reliant on. On Craig Overton being fit and firing because he is a massive piece of that bolt, the jigsaw of that bowling attack. And it, when he's not there, we saw it last season. It, it's it, they're a completely different beast without him. So yeah, that is that is my concern. Craig and uh, yeah, Craig O being fit and probably Lewis being fit as well. Uh, David White wants to know the team for Trent Bridge. Uh, I've done that one, and I think we're getting to the top. We are nearly done. Glenn Perryman wishes Harry congratulations on his appointment at Wembden CC. Mike, uh, what do we need to do about the fragile batting order? We're gonna we're gonna defer all comments about the batting order. You take, to... Have you taken over from Mark Davison, Harry? Yeah, it's not quite a like for like replacement, is it, Anthony? Well, Mark's down at North Perrin now. So, so, so what are you doing? At, are you like do the teas then at Wembden, Harry? Or no, player no, player coach. Player coach. Sorry, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday coaching and then playing on a Saturday so oh, we've been right. mostly wiped out I'm going to be there six according times to, according to week. Mark they're a very good club well there you go yeah well, they're no, excited they're... to hopefully be playing what league are they in international now? fixture Weffle Somerset we should be playing Weffle. international fixture this Saturday Bridge End from Wales are going to be coming down but not quite well they're looking as it is that's more of a <laughs> Adam says it feels like the fans are starting to lose patience not with the players but with the management from Kerr and Hurry to the higher ups of Hollins I feel like you know remember the end of that Dave Gorman programme where we'd read out all the comments from like the the Daily Mail on Modern I was feeling there was some anger some ire coming in on Twitter tonight Uh, the higher ups of Hollins is this something that is noticeable to the gentlemen who are closer to the team or is it more an echo chamber of negativity and there is the title of this week's podcast, courtesy. Are of... we are we an echo cha- chamber? I don't negative. think so. I think we. I think we. Uh, well, this we, is we, a bit negative. Yeah. We start. I started there. Say, calm down, everyone. If Tom Lamanby's not bowling, it's because he's not fit. Let's give the new batter some time. We were positive about it. We can't. Yeah, I think that's your headline. Calm yeah. down, everyone. I think calm is, down, the, is the title. All right then. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Early, early days. Sorry, early Adam. Days. Your uh, your your uh, title lasted all of about ten seconds. Um, I'll be honest, I'm, I can sympathise with this because when you sat at home on Twitter and watching the live stream and listening to the radio it's all very frustrating and you're not there as soon as I got, got to the ground at about past 11 or whatever it was on, on Friday morning I went up and said hello to you he said out oh, feels wet it's down by the collar that because the pavilion I'm like oh yeah it probably is yeah but when you sat at home and it's you're desperate you're desperate for the championship season to start you've been waiting months and months and months and then you know if if you're a kid, and Chris and Santa doesn't come, 
and you've got no presents on Christmas morning, you're going to be very, very grumpy. I wasn't grumpy. I was really pleased to have cricket. I know, but on on Thursday morning, though, you weren't, though. If you had to wait for a Boxing Day for your, Boxing Day for your Christmas presents. But, yeah, I think I think we all... There is an amplification of negativity and little things tend to get picked up on and they tend well, that's to... that's social roll. media. That's that just social, social media, media for yeah. you. That's social media for you. And I think that's it. We're done. Not quite under Good. an hour, Gibbo. Sorry about that. We did our Sorry, best. We've got a tough, tough game coming up at Trent Bridge. Yeah. And then another yeah, good very side. tough game after that. Yeah. Some division good size one. in Division 1, some good bowling attacks. Yeah, and I think Stuart Broad side. didn't even play last week. Stuart Broad, yeah, could be could oh, be playing God. for Notts. And... Him and Ollie Stone, that could be yeah, serious, not to mention the usual yeah. regulars. But... Yeah, Div yeah. 1 looks a lot tougher than it did uh, than it did last year. So, uh, best of luck to either Tom Abel and the boys or Lewis Gregory and the boys up at uh, up at Trent Bridge on Thursday. Are you up there with Dave Bracegirdle all four days, Gibbo? I am looking forward to it. Yeah, Nottingham is one of my favourite cities. It's got some of the best pubs in England. Is the Hooters still opposite the ground? Is that where you like it so much? There's Trent Bridge Inn just just behind as well. Yeah, and Weatherspoons on the edge of the corner. Yeah, and the old trip to Jerusalem underneath the castle. Well, some wonderful Stuart pubs. Boards, Stuart Boards pub recovered from the fire as well. Harry I Gurney's think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think that's out, that's out of town, though, isn't it? I, I don't yeah. Know that's in the city centre. Cat and Wickets, something like that. Yeah. 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 Chat him up. Talk about him nicely. He might take you there one evening. Yeah. Chat Stuart Broad up. I think Mrs. Broad might have something to say about that. But anyway. <laughs> right. Ayo, Ayo, gents. Should we knock it on the head? It's about ten past nine. I need to go to bed. I'm absolutely knackered. Cheers, then, ships. All done. Keep calm, everyone. Keep yeah. calm, everyone. Cheers, give up. You have a trip, Bridge, Harry? Got I'm not trend. sure yet, thinking about it, but will they start on Thursday morning with all the rain we've had, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We'll yeah. do that. Yeah, right. TBC, yeah. But all right. not, enjoy. Yeah. That's yeah. a joke we need to work in. TK saying TBC. So work that out for uh, next yes. week's podcast. <laughs> right. TKC, oh, TBC. Right, thanks for listening, everyone. We're rabbiting on now. I need to go. Ta-ra. Cheers. <laughs>